This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation. All right, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Teresa Zhu, a third-year college student from Vanderbilt University, originally from Vancouver, Canada, the author of Beyond the Surface, Empathy, Identity, and Storytelling, published just this last summer in August. How are you, Teresa? I'm good. How are you? And thank you for letting me on this show. Uh, no problem. It's always good to have a, a young author, especially one that's uh, getting their grind on in college still and, and still hungry <laughs> and uh, still uh, has that uh, career goals in mind. Uh, welcome to the show and I'm glad to have you. Thank you so much. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from and as far back as you want to go to how you came about writing the book Beyond the Surface. Yeah, sure. So yeah, as you had said earlier, I'm currently a third year undergraduate student at Vanderbilt University, and I was born and raised in Vancouver, Canada. And I guess I'd always kind of as a child been interested in just kind of reading, more, more reading than writing, honestly, but, I, but all those like literary kind of words like really, I guess, stood out to me a lot more than say math or numbers. And so I definitely always enjoyed reading different stories like of different kinds throughout the years. Definitely, yeah, it's been so, I feel like it's been so long, but definitely there are all the like I don't know, different children's books. And then I started reading like full length novels. And I think it was in those novels that I really discovered kind of, you know, just, just different like lessons about life in a way, kind of like, you know, the different themes that a story might like show and how, I don't know, I started to really love how different novels would give me a glimpse into just kind of what someone's life might be like, or, you know, a different story always opened my eyes to something new that I hadn't really considered before in my, like, limited experience. And one book that had a pretty big influence on me was To Kill a Mockingbird by uh, Harper Lee, which is pretty classic and I think I didn't really understand, I think the first time I read it, I didn't really understand what was happening, but there was this quote that has always kind of st stood out to me after realizing like what it meant, especially in the context of that story. And it's, it goes something like, I think when Atticus tells Scout, you know, you can't really know someone unless you walk a mile in their shoes. And that really got me thinking that, or it got me realizing that it's really true in a lot of ways that there is a lot about people that I don't know, like I can't possibly, you know, I might see them in school or class or, you know, my family at home, but I don't know like 
what's happening outside of what I can tell. Like I, I have no idea what their life is like at home. I have no idea what my parents really did at work or like, I don't know how a day might go for them. And just realizing that I really had like a limited kind of viewpoint in trying to understand someone. And of course, there's no way I can really understand everyone's thoughts or kind of what happened in their life up to that point. And that kind of got me thinking or just trying to be more empathetic. I thought about the word empathy and what it means to really try to understand someone before, you know, making like an assumption about them kind of realize like, you know, if I don't really know that much, then there's definitely a lot more uh, to them as a person, I guess, beyond the surface as the title of my book would suggest. And I don't know, and so I tried to keep that kind of attitude of like, okay, like, you know, there's maybe this thing happened to me, but I don't know like the full context of what they were thinking or, you know, again, what their life is like. And so I tried to like, reserve too much judgment or anything like that and I think yeah that's been something ever since then that has really been I don't know something I'm just passionate about like empathy and I don't know I think there it's really easy to kind of come up with misunderstandings or miscommunication or just if you haven't like experienced something yourself like I don't know and you just see it in the news I know that's happened to me like I, I don't really know what's happening and then I just have kind of a shallow assumption or opinion about it. But I think it's really important to try to kind of understand or try to like dig more and like also be aware of my own biases and limitations. And so I think that helped me just become even more interested in reading and like learning other stories because that was opening kind of, I guess my perspective in a lot of ways, especially when it is often, you know, I think a lot of books are written from the first person point of view. So it does make it easier to think like, oh, now I'm in this position and I have these thoughts. And that helps a lot with empathy, I think, when you get to see that story play out. And as for like, and so that is a big part of like how this book came to be about. I guess I'd always also just been interested in, again, since I've read a lot of books, I've always thought it would be cool if I could write one myself. I didn't really think it would happen, but it, I was like, oh, you know, that would be really cool. And I guess, yeah, I also learned a lot more about like kind of assumptions and empathy in my university, for example, through this organization called Narrative Four, which uh, organizes story exchanges as a way to pr promote and just kind of, yeah, empathy in general. So that's like hearing people's or just some stories from real people's lives. So not just fiction or like reading a book. And I think, you know, especially after the COVID pandemic first began, I guess I had more. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to say like downtime because, yeah, I guess it was more downtime because I still had classes and stuff to do. But I guess I was sitting around more and like, I don't know, hearing all kinds of things on the news. So I felt like. I don't know, like I wanted to kind of share more on like empathy in general, just because there it did seem like there was a lot of fear and misunderstanding. And so when I heard about this kind of program that would help people like write their own books, I was like, oh, this actually might be a cool like passion project to do in this troubling time. And that's, yeah, I don't know, I kept developing these ideas and it ended up just thinking a lot about my own experiences and yeah, that's kind of what led me to, to this point. That's a, it's a good journey. And the, the eye-opening of 
empathy at an early age is, is rare these days. And you had it at an early age because uh, uh, factors in your life that made you see it. Uh, a lot of us, uh, a lot of people rush to judgment on people all the time. Even if they see something on the news, like you said, you had that shallow opinion of, oh, that guy did that or that girl did that because of X. Yeah. But you don't really know what caused X to happen mm-hmm. or what is going on behind their closed door or that they don't share mm-hmm. with the public that made mm-hmm. them have that bad day or that person that's in line in front of you in a restaurant that's just going crazy for whatever reason it is because their ketchup mm-hmm. wasn't there or something. And you, you're just sitting there and say, wow, what's wrong? And then you take that step back and say, maybe that person just needs a hug or maybe they just need the yeah. hand up instead of to be put down. And I think uh, yeah. addressing empathy in a book is probably a great way to show others that you have to have a little bit of it, at least a little bit of it to get through life without being judgmental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very well said. I think that, yeah, that's a great point. And I think those are kinds of examples that I thought about that, you know, people might have, you know, bad days or like one instant doesn't like kind of define just who they are or what they're like all the time, for sure. And like, and like you said, we're, in the last two years, we've all been kind of focused on hyper focused on everything that the news has said, mm-hmm. well, the pandemic's going to kill you, oh, it's going to do this to you or and these people are wrong because they're doing this. These people are wrong because they're doing that. And that's what mm-hmm. everyone's focused. You got to pick a side somewhere in there without right. even having any education on either side. But you have to pick mm-hmm. one where you're you're wrong automatically. Mm-hmm. How did that right. factor in? I mean, I'm sure you've had some experience, especially on a college campus. Uh, Nashville, especially Vanderbilt, was a hotbed for uh, COVID uh, <laughs> research and COVID studies down there in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're on the school side, the academia side. I'm sure you've seen a lot of stuff there in Nashville itself and Vanderbilt that really influenced a lot of your thinking. How was that? Yeah, I think that's a great point to make. I do agree. I think the university has been very eye-opening in, I guess, just, yeah, in many ways, opening me up to even more perspectives. I mean, one is, of course, just the diversity of people that you might encounter uh, at a larger school that brings in people from really all over the world definitely all over the U.S. people all come from like different states and high school experiences and it's always very interesting for me to hear about how different someone's high school experience might have been from my own just because there are like you know kind of like (laughs) almost like infinite like different educational like programs and formats and structures and I don't know some people come from like I don't know smaller towns or big cities and it's a whole range so I think we definitely see a lot of that that I didn't see in high school, which was just where I'd always grown up. And I think that already, like, again, was good for kind of practicing that empathy or again, like learning more about, oh, you know, this is something that might have happened or I don't know. And again, like just that everyone has different life experiences and different opinions on all these matters. Plus, even like in my like studies, especially in like the social sciences and humanities, I did learn about a lot of perspectives and topics that I never really thought about or just encountered before. For example, even like environmental justice, I was like, oh, I had no idea. Or like, I'd heard of justice, of course, but I had no idea. Like, and I did like hear about climate change and other issues related to that, but I didn't really connect the two or see kind of like, I don't know, historical roots or historical like trends and factors. And like you said, like what causes something beyond like my shallow opinion from the news. So that was very enlightening. And I think, yeah, even hearing about when people disagree or like have debates over topics, including like you said, with the news, with the pandemic, 
because there definitely, there, I guess, inevitably are just different opinions. I think even that's been helpful to, for me to like one, learn about what people might be thinking on whatever side of any issue to really see like maybe why they think this way or I don't know what statistics or I don't know what events have happened because I often did not, would not have known about any of that. And I think, yeah, that is really helpful to kind of hear and like seek out these different perspectives and like see that kind of, you know, disagreement, but more like why there is such a disagreement. And of course, even just the limitations of what we do know, I think that's always something important to keep in mind because yeah, with any, any topic, everyone is always learning more as a society. Definitely. And when there's disagreements, like you said, if one person has an opinion, usually if I hear an opinion, I've never heard that before. I'll just research it to see if that's a valid opinion or or why they're so steadfast and loyal to that opinion mm-hmm. so that I can either come back to them and say, hey, I understand what where are you coming from now? Or I still have no idea why you're so full, full on with this because none of the research qualifies for what you said. I mean, I'm not going to not be your friend because you don't agree with me, but something's sure. wrong here with your, with your thought process. And I think that's part of, also part of your thing with identity. If you, if you can identify people mm-hmm. and down to their root, not just from the picture of their face or their, their icon on uh, Zoom or whatever, you get into, yeah. their, into their actual person, you'll actually understand what their thinking pro- thought process is and where they come from. And like you mm-hmm. coming from Vancouver to Nashville, that's two different worlds. I mean, mm-hmm. Vancouver, you're in Canada, you're, it's a, a bigger city, I believe, than Nashville, much bigger city. And you go to Nashville, it's kind of medium-sized city, probably compared to most cities in the world. And you see, a, like, where you are, it's diverse. Vanderbilt, I've never seen so many different cultures in one area. When I go down there to the VA, I see a lot of different cultures down on, on the campus and just in that area mm-hmm. in general, like the little marketplace outside there. You get mm-hmm. to meet a lot of people. I'm sure, hopefully, yeah. you can sit down and have a coffee with someone <laughs> and just chat and find mm-hmm. out have you met any interesting real interesting people down there that you never thought you would talk to before in your life hmm. oh that's an interesting question yeah I think I mean def- definitely like one is just part of I guess all universities have very very like I don't know just fascinating and very passionate like faculty or like professors who are doing all kinds of research definitely on things that I had never heard of or still probably don't know much about I think I would have to dig in myself or like ask them directly what it is they're they're really looking at (laughs) and I think that's definitely contributed to a lot of those perspectives I think let's see too is just or yeah definitely even just in the students lots of very cool people I think again like I said it is or I I did know that like Vanderbilt uh try like looks out for like all kinds of countries but I still hadn't like I don't know I hadn't totally expected to see like such a breadth of countries, even though there aren't like a ton of international students. Like there's been people from, I don't know, just got like surprised by some that I heard of, like everywhere from, oh, I don't know, let's see. I mean, yeah, there's like, oh, there, <laughs> I felt bad because I didn't know there was a country called Georgia in <laughs> like next to Russia, pretty much in that area. And of course, I I had only heard about like Georgia, the state. So like, but yeah, there are people from there. I didn't expect that. There are people from like Kazakh, Kazakhstan yes. and just, I don't know. Yeah, all kinds of places that I've never visited, but would love to someday. But I thought, like, wow, that's, I don't know, that's really cool. I didn't know Vanderbilt even had a reach over there. 
and yeah, just kind of whatever I get to hear about anyone's life is is really just interesting. But also, even though, like you said, there is so much diversity, so many different cultures and languages that might be represented, or just, you know, whatever state they're from or school background. Of course, like, it's great to see when people come together and, you know, have all these things in common, like, nonetheless, and can, you know, have conversations and just, yeah, kind of get to know each other and bond and work together. I think that's also really great to see. And that helps out with your uh, knowledge base as well, too. It helps you to broaden your horizons, like meeting mm-hmm. the, the students from Kazakhstan or the students from Georgia. Like you mm-hmm. said, Georgia, a lot of people don't realize that's a country until they see it either in the news or on a map later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're going to Georgia. It's right down the road three, three hours from here. No, 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 not that Georgia, the other Georgia. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, Yeah, and it's, exactly. You're not alone in that. There's a lot of people that don't understand it, that that's a whole other country. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Don't feel ashamed for that one. That's a, that's a common mistake for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's why, like you were saying, it's so I don't know, nice to like just try to like learn from others and like kind of open your mind when you do hear about these things. Like, oh yeah, and then you can kind of accept that as like I don't know, part of your new like I don't know, store of knowledge. <laughs> Broaden your toolbox in your brain. There, how many different yeah. countries you visited just on campus? Just <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. You speak to the student from Georgia, learn about things that they do there. Like, wow, we would never do that in our hometown, but that sounds pretty cool. I'd like to go see that or whatever. And that kind of broadens your horizon as well. So you have three majors, uh, sociology, English, and then an interdisciplinary major called medicine, health, and society. What made you choose that grouping of stuff? Oh, yeah, that's a great question, too. I think, I mean, I guess I'd always, when I, I think I went into college thinking I would major in English already, just because, again, like I said, always been interested in reading and in writing as well. And I think it was, yeah, my, I think especially in my last couple of years of high school, I thought English was my favorite subject. Although it was definitely, I don't know. I think it was always like a love hate with all of the, all of the subjects in terms of the schoolwork, especially as things got busier. But I knew I did really enjoy kind of that, just, yeah, when reading books, but also even just like, I don't know, like analyzing them and like kind of, writing about them like I enjoyed like the discussions and everything so I decided to go with that and I but then I guess when I got to college I realized that there's a lot more than than I ever would have imagined way more subjects and more like opportunities to explore very interesting classes on more specific topics than just kind of like very you know something very broad like history or like math or you know they have like different specializations within those areas so I really wanted to like explore more because I still wasn't totally sure where my interests lay and I think although I did know that I think I was mainly interested in social sciences and humanities just that kind of uh, more like I guess yeah linguistic based or kind of understanding people that was always interesting to me and again probably partly from just empathy and like reading more stories and wanting to know more about people So I mainly focused on those areas. And I think it was through like kind of classes that just seemed interesting (laughs) that I just decided to take to see what it was all about that I discovered sociology, which I'd never even heard about in high school as a discipline. (laughs) So that, yeah, that was funny. But I think I've, yeah, I really enjoyed that first class that I took. And that one was, I think the one that introduced me to environmental justice, which I mentioned before, and other like kind of just ways of thinking about 
the climate and the environment. And then I guess I just started to take like more just to see if I like was really, I guess, yeah, was really interested in the subject or like wanted to pursue further study in it. And I think, yeah, I started to realize that what I had always loved about reading like stories was also very sociological in a lot of ways because I wanted to, or I always really loved, again, like going, like saying like that I would discover kind of life lessons or just more about what life can be like from those stories. I think I was realizing like, oh, I just really wanted to under, like know and learn and understand more about societies or society, societies in general, how they function or like you know, just a different approach to looking at those, you know, what, what that looks like in someone's life. And I realized, oh, that's like something I've just always been interested in, but I just never knew how to articulate. So sociology seemed like a great fit in that sense for understanding like the social sciences in general, but also uh, just how, yeah, how different societies function, different ways of thinking about that and many ways of like thinking about identity too. And I guess, yeah, medicine, health and society was also something that had been, like I hadn't really considered at first because I wasn't thinking of pursuing medicine as a career, but I think somebody who also was not planning to, like was not pre-med had had recommended it as like really something that had been like I don't know just represent a lot of their favorite classes and they learned a ton and then I think after like I took some I also realized like yeah this is really interesting to me as well it ties in well with sociology because it kind of gets at the social aspects of health as well and just you know all, all kinds really again since it's interdisciplinary all there are all kinds of perspectives about health and like healthcare systems and I don't know, even like philosophically what that means. And especially with COVID looming at that point, I was like, yeah, I, I really do wanna learn more about health in general because it's just, yeah, a really important part of life. And I don't know, something, yeah, something I might pursue, who knows. <laughs> and a couple more little majors on here to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> So if you uh, had to, if you sat down with a young, say, high school student now, and they wanted to become an author, what advice would you give them? Hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess high school me would not have believed me when I, if I tell them now that, hey, you actually, like, wrote a book. <laughs> um, I guess one thing is, my since mine is kind of like a memoir, but also just, I don't know, yeah, I would say, like, I don't know, it's kind of like a mix of genres, but yeah, mainly like a memoir based on my experience. That was something I didn't even know about in high school. Like I thought basically it was only like, you know, since most of what I read as like novels were fiction, that if I wanted to be an author, that was pretty much the only way to do so. And I was, and I like, I like creative writing, but I didn't think I would have like, or I just, I guess I wasn't always inspired or didn't feel like I had ideas to like, you know, ideas for some cool, original story to bring out to the world and so you know I didn't really consider that as a path but then I discovered like kind of more non other non-fiction types of writing such as and this is something I learned in university like personal writing or personal essays which is kind of what I was trying to follow for my book just kind of writing about my own experiences but also in in a more creative like not just a formal academic essay <laughs> type of format and I thought that I don't know I guess I really enjoyed that even more than like kind of short stories or poems that I had written in the past I thought 
I, I guess I was learning more about myself as well. And I really enjoyed that. So I would probably say like one, you know, you don't have to limit yourself to a genre necessarily, I guess, depending on maybe what your goals are too. Cause I think with this book, I mainly wanted to one, like go through that experience and try to share my voice with the world and who knows, maybe inspire some people too. But I think, yeah, it's not probably not something I see as a full-time job or something I was thinking about in that sense. But I think, yeah, so in, in, I guess with that context, I probably would say like, you know, you don't have to put a ton of pressure on yourself to kind of like write the perfect book or like have the super original, I don't know, new bestseller story that, and only like you, and only then can you po possibly publish, like you can kind of consider what's, what you've already learned from your life or just, I don't know, like think about why it is that you want, you might want to write a book and then kind of, I guess, yeah, go from there, I'd say. So you don't have to like limit yourself to genre or type of, yeah, type of story or even like, I guess, age or other considerations, depending on what it is you're looking for. And it can be very like self-exploratory or just, yeah, anything you're passionate about that you just want to get out there. Awesome. That's good advice, especially like you said, if you were listening to yourself as a high schooler, I would use, hey, get out of here. There's no way you listen to this. But if there's a student that's out there or a young person that wants to do it, they're going to ask you and they really want to know, especially since you're now a published author, you're out there on that in the Amazon world. They know you, your name's going to be, you're going to be uh, Amazon famous for a little while, or it may be even further than that. So that, I mean, that's good stuff for wow, you. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. And how does someone get in contact with you if they do want to have you on their show or maybe just get in touch with you to see how you want to through the process of writing? Oh yeah, sure. I think the best way would probably be my email, which is zootresa6 at gmail.com. So that's X-U-T-E-R-E-S-A. So my last name and first name, and then the number six at gmail.com. And then, yeah, I'm also on like, I think in on Instagram and LinkedIn, but I think email is probably the most reliable from what I can tell in terms of like messages really getting through, but yeah, whatever feels right. Awesome. Uh, thanks again for coming on and sharing your story of Beyond the Surface. And uh, we look forward to seeing you graduate Vanderbilt in, I guess, a year and a half or so and move on <laughs> yeah. to your next level of education. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, it's really it's been a pleasure and honor to be on this podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are Fit Nation.